Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, with a Church Alive update from the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon on Mater Dei Radio. Well, as we enter the month of June, the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Catholic Church has much to celebrate, and the best place to find out what's happening in the Archdiocese of Portland is in the weekly Church Alive e-newsletter. It arrives in your inbox every Thursday. With me to update us on upcoming news and celebrations in June is Robin Moody. She serves as the manager for our Marketing and Communications Office for the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, and also Monsignor O'Connor joins us, Rector of St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception and Director of the Office of Divine Worship. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Dina Marie. And good morning, Monsignor. Yeah, good morning, Dina Marie. I wanted to get a chance to hear from both of you, one from the Communications Office and one from the Cathedral, to hear what's going on in this month of June. It's a busy month for the Archdiocese of Portland. We kick off the, the month, really, with beautiful ordinations to the priesthood, and then we continue to go with celebrations. Robin, you've been working on this Church Alive newsletter for several months now, and this is really the way, this is the voice of the Archdiocese in print format to let people know what's happening, to share the story of our Catholic faith, and I'd love for you to give us a, an, a, just what's been going on with the Church Alive newsletter. Thanks, Dina Marie. We've been getting a tremendous positive feedback on the Church Alive, especially people are really enjoying the homilies that we've been sharing from our priests. So we are um, really excited that that's been received so well. And we're gearing up for a lot of exciting events that are coming to our archdiocese. We have the John Paul II Healing Center is hosting the Healing the Whole Person in November. And so we're going to be pushing out a lot more information about that in the Church Alive. And we've got Quovatus Days later this month in June for our young men discerning the priesthood. And then what we're really excited this week is Corpus Christi, the procession from Cathedral and um, the Celebrate Life Mass at the end of the month, celebrating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. There is a lot going on. And June is really a beautiful month. We have graduations. We have summertime. We have uh, the kids are out of school. And so family life really grows, I think, during this beautiful month of the Sacred Heart. Monsignor O'Connor, for you, being the rector at the cathedral, but also you serve with our Office of Divine Worship. Um, this is a this has to be a very busy month for you, kicking off with the ordinations uh, that just happened the first weekend, and then Corpus Christi. What's your message to our listeners as we get into a month that really celebrates uh, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord, Sacred Heart, but the importance of our Catholic faith as we come into the summer season? The Second Vatican Council defined it well for us, is that the Holy Eucharist is the central mystery of our faith. And it's a very important thing to remember. This is the Blessed Sacrament we're talking about, the most important sacrament, because it is the body and blood of our Lord. And so we celebrate this feast with great solemnity, but it's not just the day of Corpus Christi, it's throughout the year. I mean, we, we hopefully we come to Mass, receive Holy Communion reverently, but then go do other things, which is uh, a witness to our faith in the Eucharist, things like adoration, things like participating in these processions, which are public manifestations of our belief in the real presence. So these things are very important to us. So, And as you say, it's, it's a sort of busy month, but um, uh, all these things uh, are for us to nourish our souls and then to make us think about some of the fundamental sort of uh, beliefs that we have as Catholics. 
Monsignor, give us a sense for having something like the procession celebrating Corpus Christi, but at our cathedral, at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, the Mother Church of the Archdiocese, the importance and the invitation for those who may not be a member of the parish, but to come on this special day of Corpus Christi to come and take part in this special solemnity. Yeah, there there are many Corpus Christi processions will be going on throughout the Archdiocese, but some parishes are small and they, they won't have them, and they've already indicated that they will bring their parishioners to us at the cathedral. So, and as the mother church, it makes sense that, uh, you know, you can participate, anybody can participate and come. And usually the the mass at 11 o'clock is sort of pretty full. And most people stay afterwards for the short procession. Now we just go to Cooch Park, uh, which is, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. We pray the Holy Rosary. We come back to the church. We have benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, and then we depart. So it's it's, uh, not a great commitment. Uh, for people, but it is a very, um, very powerful witness, especially on the streets of Portland, you know, because as as we all know, there are, there are some dark sides to the streets of Portland, but to take our Lord through the streets and witness to him and, and pray to him in the park in front of the Blessed Sacrament is a very important, powerful thing, I think. So, yeah, we invite everybody. All are welcome to come and join us in that, uh, come to Mass, the 11 o'clock Mass, and then afterwards we'll process to the park and it's all, you know, very nice and uh, it's nicely done and it's very safe. The Knights of Columbus come in force to watch the streets for us to make sure we've, we're not in any traffic and uh, they're, they're watching out for us. So that's uh, it's a very good, uh, good witness to our faith. I'm talking with Monsignor O'Connor, Director of our Divine Worship Liturgy Office, as well as the Rector of St. Mary's Cathedral. They'll host the Corpus Christi Mass on June 11th, and you're encouraged to come, if you can, to the 11 o'clock Mass following this procession. And I just want you to unpack this a little bit, Monsignor, because, you know, me coming in as an adult to the Catholic Church as a convert, having a procession, carrying this canopy and all of this candles, that was a mystery to me. Mm -hmm. Why would you do something like that? But I look at it today and I think how beautiful. But why do we process and how long have Catholics been processing the Holy Eucharist out into the public square? Yeah, I, I think uh, the popularity came with the, uh, you know, the Eucharistic miracles that took place in, say, like Bolsena and then Ovieto. So Ovieto to this day had a 13th century massive procession and then to this day it's still very big in fact when i was in the seminary we used to send a couple of hundred seminarians to ovieto which is about an hour and a bit outside of rome to participate in that procession which has been going for you know 800 years or something like this or 600 years so in europe uh that started with a eucharistic miracle but then uh it it spread throughout the rest of europe to uh, just normal parish churches doing these processions which is basically a witness of our faith in the real presence now Oftentimes, when these processions started, everybody in the village was Catholic. So it wasn't a case of saying to the world, well, this is what we believe in. It was a case of we, we're just witnessing to ourselves, expressing our own belief. But nowadays, often, you know, we're, we're in non-Catholic environments. And it's amazing to see whether, when we walk the streets of Portland and people, you know, just stop and they're, they're wondering what it is. And it's a great time of evangelization. I had people in the walk that have explained to someone what we're doing as Catholics. So, yeah, it's just a great public witness to our faith. And we've been doing it for centuries all over the world, and it continues to this day. It's a beautiful thing. Right. And I think you bring up a great point, Monsignor. It's a way for us to explain. You know, if we have non-Catholic family members, friends, and we're going to this Eucharistic 
uh, procession, we can talk about the real presence we believe. Jesus is truly present right here. And it's not just to the non-Catholics as well. It's to the Catholics. It's funny because at the cathedral we've been um, pushing our, our adoration. We've been asking for people to sign up for adoration. And a lot of people have said, what's adoration? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I spent last, I think it was last weekend, just preaching about adoration, what it is, you know, and giving people the opportunity to come and spend some time in front of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. But, uh, yeah, so it's not just the non-Catholics. Sometimes some of our own people are not fully familiar with the teaching of the Church about the Blessed Sacrament. So important for us, and I want to encourage people to get the Church Alive newsletter. Robin, you were talking about the Church Alive. People can It's a free uh, e-newsletter. comes out to your inbox every Thursday. And how do people get a hold of this? They can sign up by going to the Archdiocese website, and it's right there. There's a button where you can sign up for the Church Alive website, and then you'll be subscribed. Okay, archdpdx.org is the website. You just hop right in there, and then you can sign up. I've got a couple more questions because there's going to be a beautiful Mass later in the month of June. And Monsignor, I want to have you talk more about that for Celebrate Life. But we are coming up to a break, so please stay with me, and then we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Good morning. I'm Dina Marie with our Church Alive update. I've been speaking with Robin Moody, Marketing and Communications Manager for the Archdiocese of Portland, and Monsignor O'Connor, Rector of St. Mary's Cathedral. We've been discussing some of the beautiful events happening in the Catholic Church during the month of June. Many of those events you're going to find out about on our Church Alive e-newsletter. It comes out from the Communications Office on a weekly basis every Thursday from Robin's desk, and that goes out to you a free e-newsletter. You simply need to go and register for that and subscribe at archdpdx.org. Been hearing about the beautiful Corpus Christi celebration that will be going on on the 11th of June, but also coming up is a tremendous opportunity for us to continue to pray for the efforts of life. As many of you know, last year in June, the U.S. Supreme Court reversed Roe versus Wade, declaring that the constitutional right to abortion, which was upheld since 1973, no longer exists. And that certainly is a pro-life victory for us. However, a new phase of pro-life ministry has been ignited to continue to be vigilant in our efforts to protect the rights of the vulnerable in our society, and we continue that. And that starts with our prayers as we look to the opportunity to celebrate the first anniversary of this reversal. The 11 o'clock Mass on Sunday, the 25th of June, will be a Celebrate Life Mass with Archbishop Alexander Sample and a beautiful time for the community to come together in prayer. And I know, Robin, you've had an opportunity to share with me something personal that's really happened in your life because of the reversal. In fact, the blessing that you're here working for the Archdiocese of Portland is really a beautiful result of this reversal one year ago. Would you tell us a little bit about this personal connection to the pro-life story? Absolutely. The anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade is very significant to me because it really, it changed the course of my career and certainly my life too. A year ago, I was a marketing director in a corporate job, and like many corporations at that time, they felt the need to speak out against the Supreme Court over the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. And there I was, head of communications, and I said, no, I wouldn't be involved in that. And that was a real turning point for me, realizing that 
what I was doing in my career was putting me in conflict with my faith. And I started looking for a job where I would not be conflicted and looking for a place where I could be part of a Catholic organization. And I was incredibly blessed. I had a lot of help along the way. Um, Monsignor O'Connor helped guide me to this job here at the Archdiocese. And I can tell you now, a year later, that if you dig in your heels and you say no to the world and you say yes to God, incredible things happen. Yeah, I think. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 And we live in a state, and I tell you now I move into Washington State. I told this to Archbishop uh, Sample a couple of weeks ago. When I drive across 205, there's a huge billboard that promotes that abortion is welcomed in the state Mm -hmm. of Oregon and that you're welcome here. And that just hurts my heart to see that every time I come from Washington into the state of Oregon, that we have a lot to do, Monsignor, in terms of promoting our faith and facing that in a culture that is all around us. Yes. I mean, you know, we definitely live in the sort of epicenter of a culture of death here. Um, And so that's why it's very important that we all understand Uh, what the church teaches about the issues of abortion, euthanasia, transgenderism, all this sort of stuff, and that we're we're confident uh, that we can express that to people um, and that we can uh, can stick to, uh, you know, our guns on this, if you like. It's uh, it's very important that we understand what the church teaches on these issues. We cannot afford to be sloppy or imprecise with these things. We need to really understand. Because the the world out there is, yeah, it's, it's... dead against us. The Catholic Church is is the last bastion of really any of this morality concerning these issues. And uh, to be a Catholic means to adhere to a certain set of beliefs and doctrines. And uh, our doctrines about uh, life and morality are very important. And we need to understand them and then we need to live them. Right. And I just think it's so encouraging, Robin, for you to share your story that, you know, standing strong in our faith, in the workplace, in our schools, wherever we are in the public place, we need to do that with love, with charity. Mm -hmm. But when we stand strong, the Lord will find the way. He will lead us through that closed door into an open door of peace and that what a great what a great thing for us that we have you here to be able to share the good news and to be able to use your talents and gifts to continue to proclaim God's gift. Monsignor, at St. Mary's Cathedral, there will be this special. The Mass is always at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Yes, But yes. for June 25th, there'll be well, a special tone to celebrate life. Mm. Give us a sense of that. And why would we you know, make a special recognition and offer prayers this demands our prayers, I think, requires well, if, our prayers. Well, if you look at the whole pro-life movement over the years of, what, how many years? 50-odd years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is something that uh, people have been praying for and working towards uh, for 50-odd years. And then it comes, and it's a great sign that our prayers are answered, that something like this would happen. Um, it's not over, of course, but, I mean, it's a significant step, and that's why we come on this one-year anniversary is to thank the Lord for giving us this, uh, you know, this, this, this result, if you like, uh, in the pro-life movement, which continues, and obviously, because we've got to do everything we can to, 
you know, to fight the uh, the culture, which is uh, you know one of of death specifically in this area. So, yeah, so that's we come before the Lord and thank Him for this one year anniversary, and you know, and and thank all those people that uh, are involved in the pro life movement, the people that have been doing this for all these years, the people who pray for this, and we come again to pray also that there will be an end to this plague. Yeah. And prayer is where all of our efforts start, where we continue. And when we see a victory, small victories, big victories, it's all in Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, And the Mass is the greatest prayer Mm -hmm. that we can have as a community. And I think, Monsignor, just that we come together, we're going to be at all of our different churches on that Sunday, June 25th for Mass, but we can have a unified prayer in Thanksgiving for a building up of the culture Absolutely, of life, yeah. but then we go forward. Uh, we go forward for more work. Robin, we're gonna have, I believe, before Mass begins, an opportunity to pray as a community there at the cathedral. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so Mass is at 11, and we're having a special Rosary for Life at 10.30 that will be led by Sarah Livingstone. She's the pro-life coordinator here at the Archdiocese. And I understand, because prayer is so important for us, that there is in the works, and I think Church Alive is where we're going to hear more about that or see more about that, uh, a particular prayer or novena that's coming out. Robin? Yes, we are releasing a very special novena written specifically for this one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and it's called the Celebrate Life Novena. Well, I love it. And so for those of you who might not be able to physically get here to the cathedral on that June 25th, you can join in through the novena and through the prayer. So keep looking in your inbox on Thursday for that Church Alive update. If you don't already receive it, archdpdx.org is the website. You'll be able to scroll right down to the bottom of the page where you can sign up. It's free. Uh, You receive it on a weekly basis. And what we want people to do, and Robin, maybe our final message is just for people to share, whether it's a homily, whether it's an upcoming, I think of all the vacation Bible schools that are going to be going on, you know, at our parishes for the summertime. But how do they communicate with you if there's an upcoming event our parishes are hosting that they want to invite the larger community to participate in? Absolutely. They can email us at news at archdpdx.org, and we welcome all the news that's going on in the Archdiocese. We'd love to know what's going on at your parish, and then we can share it in Church Alive. Okay, that again, archdpdx.org. And Monsignor, as you've mentioned, there's an adoration chapel at the cathedral for people who live or work downtown who would like to know more about that. How do they get a hold of the church? Well, the, the adoration chapel is uh, will be changing because of the move of the pastoral center. So, But right now we have adoration in the main cathedral from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the evening every Thursday. So that's accessible to anybody who's always welcome to come to that day of real adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. And we end with evening prayer at six o'clock. It's very nice. So, and benediction. So everybody's welcome to come to that uh, day of adoration at the cathedral. Okay, day of adoration at the cathedral on Thursdays. Would you come and pray? Pray for our priests, pray for our bishops, pray for the church, and pray for life as we continue in this month of the Sacred Heart. And with that, I want to thank Robin for joining us today. Monsignor, would you please help us close with your prayer and blessing? Yes, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit upon these your faithful servants who listen to these words. May they be inspired to grow closer, ever closer, to your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, you two, and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.